Hi, and welcome to Mousebirds, your family vacation planning experts. Mousebirds is brought to you by the Tomorrowland Travel Authority Vacations Travel Agency. TTA Vacations specializes in helping you plan your Disney, Universal, and Cruise Line vacations. To take advantage of our free planning services, contact us at ttavacations at gmail.com. Our show hosts are your agents, so contact us to have us help plan your dream family vacation today. Hi, and welcome back to Mousebirds, your family vacation planning experts. Today, we're talking about our Royal Caribbean cruise, Laurel and I just finished on the Liberty of the Seas. Uh, you know, we're going to talk about how we liked it, what we did, and compare it to our previous experiences on Disney Cruise Line, since this was our first personal experience with Royal, despite, you know, working with them for a while now for other, uh, for other people. But... So let's start. Uh, we took a nine-night cruise on the Liberty of the Seas, which is a freedom-class ship, uh, about 15 years old. The cruise was out of Bayonne, New Jersey, which was a really easy port for us oh, to get yeah. to. So, Well, besides easy for us to get to, the port is one of their standard, like regularly used ports, which means that it runs like clockwork. It's not like being at a port that maybe... It, you know, is irregularly used by that particular line. Yeah, for for our last couple cruises with Disney, we went out of San Juan, Puerto Rico, which was kind of like a, they only do one or two cruises a year out of there. They do a few stops there, but only a few embarkations. Yeah, it's such a unique location that they don't they can't do the embarkation the standard way that they do on every other cruise because of the design of the port. So you don't even walk into the grand hall like you walk into a random level in the middle of a hall of a hallway. So it's just a very different experience when you're in a unique uh a unique port. And then our other cruise was out of San Diego, which Disney uses fairly often, but it was our it was the first cruise of the year out of there and that ended up being a mess on the way back too because uh yeah. Yeah, customs so decided to update all their all their uh stuff there so that was so this was the by far our favorite embarkation and de-embarkation right. we've ever used it's very efficient um very you know calm relaxing strangely enough um the staff were the same staff that we disembarked with that that we embarked with so like when we we came off the boat people remembered us and they were like oh my gosh i remember you guys did you have a good time it's you know pretty much a full-time port for royal and celebrities so they're going to use it a lot uh we live you know outside boston so it was about a five-hour drive we drove down the night before i will if i have to give one single tip to anyone going on a cruise is arrive at your departure city at least one day before, just in case anything goes wrong. Yeah. We stayed about a half hour away. Um, and then in the morning, got up super early because uh, a little one slept in the car on the way down. So by the time we got to the hotel and stuff, she had already gotten like three or four hours sleep. Yep. And uh, then we all woke up naturally early because, you know, you're just ready to embark. So we were up at like five. <laughs> we kind of just took our time in the morning. Our 
Port arrival time was about at 10.30, so we got to the port around 10. But but they were allowing guests to come in early. Right. Which, it, just because they were so efficient, they, you know, all the keys members had already gotten there, you know, all of these It's a port things. they control, so mm-hmm. they can do things a little different. So I dropped Laurel and Andy off with the bags, went to the parking. I will say this about the parking. If it, it's not as good as I thought because I know there's a garage next door, but the garage is pretty much reserved only for uh, guests with handicap placards in their car. Mm-hmm. So I had to drive a little further and it's like a three or four minute walk, but there were some technical difficulties. It took me a little bit to park. So by the time I got back, they were already letting people into the terminal. This is about 10, 15 or yeah. 10, 10, 10, 15. And, uh, we walked right in, checked right in, and sat down in a waiting area. And the second 1030 hit, yep. they opened the doors and they let the suite and key guests in, which is, you know, and the platinum uh, or in the whatever their top tier uh, guests who get the priority boarding were all let in. We got in. We were on the boat by 1045. Yeah, maybe, maybe even earlier. 11, it, maybe, nice. if you say. It was a little bit of a walk just to get but- in. But that, yeah, sounds, that, that already sounds like a way easier process it, than it even the cruise. It, even the process of checking in with our passports and our tickets and everything. Like one of the things that they use, I mean, every you know line has their own technology that they use for efficiency. They use a, fo- a photography-based technology that takes all of the appropriate images. So like by the time we disembarked, we didn't even have to get our, our, our passports out. They used the same photo technology to verify everything. And we had done a lot of that check-in online. We had done an online check-in earlier. So everything mm-hmm. was ready. My selfie was not great because I, I'm i not the best at selfies. I'll say that. And I had taken pictures of Laurel and Andy ahead of time to upload. So they just had to get a better headshot of me, but Which that was they did very quickly. Take, yeah, it took a couple extra seconds, and bam, we were we were on the boat. Everything was great. I think our entire check-in process to get screen, get our bags screened, like our carry-on bags screened, and then to get our tickets and everything and our passports, that was less than ten minutes. Yeah, and that included them chatting to Andy. Yeah, they were goofing around with her. Um, one of the things we did ahead of time, and you could do in Royals, you could do your e-muster video anytime, like after like 6 a.m. on your boarding day. So we watched the whole video and did that uh, while we were having breakfast, yep. actually. Yep. And then um, as soon as we walked onto the ship. Just checked out we, our muster station. Yeah, we went right to the muster station, did the check-in, and that was it. We were all done. And then we pretty much had the rest of the, the morning to do whatever we wanted. Um, from- we went in to try and check Andy into the kids' club and sign up because you got to do that on the first day. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but then we found out that they were not doing that till 1 o'clock, and that was probably because of the volume of kids, to be honest. And then uh, by that point, oh, I will say, but when we were waiting in the terminal, it was the first time we noticed this cruise had a very different demographic <laughs> than we were than we were used to. We, we and knew, it's not common for Royal either. Yeah, we did anticipate that there were going to be fewer kids than average. Um, ergo, fewer like you know young families, right? Uh, just just by what we were experiencing with the questions on the Facebook group. But we weren't expecting the probably average age of this cruise was 65. And that counts like averaging in the kids. Yeah. Um, now, this really didn't put a major damper on anything for us. I mean, we like it kind of in some ways it kind of enhanced our experience because all of the young families, we all sort of like recognized each other by like the second day. 
Um, there was only like 75 to 80 kids. So I believe they said 77 kids on the boat out of 3,700 passengers. And that's kid, under 18, not even just little kids. From the three to five age group, which was Andy's age group at Adventure Ocean, the kids club, was 16. Yep. Oh, yeah. And, and it's right. And Andy's age group with three to five was just 16 kids, which was just the right amount that they needed in order to not like coordinate or not to incorporate their age into the higher level. I think they needed right. it the, been 10. the six to the six to eight and the like nine to 11 all got merged into one group on this cruise. Yeah, I think that happens fairly often, though, because those kids will play with each other a little bit more anyway. True. And on the newer boats with Adventure Ocean 2.0, the newer program, the newer design clubs, that's the pro. They have all the age groups merged a little bit more anyway. But uh, so we went from there to lunch. Uh, yeah, they opened lunch at 1130 at the Windjammer, um, which was great. They were very efficient. We got there right away since we were some of the earliest uh, guests on board. And, um, you know, we had our food and then, I mean. Changed Andy and went to, yep, the, pool, yep, and pretty went much. to the splash area. Yeah. Splash and then, area was great on this boat. Uh, bigger than anything I've seen on Disney. That's true. And, and, and it had lots of variety of different things to do. Um, the, right away, she was the only kid, <laughs> um, cause we were some of like, again, we were too, like, we were some of the earliest guests on the boat. Um, but the kids started trickling in and like, she started making friends instantly, um, with, with the handful of children <laughs> who were there on the deck already. So the splash area has a couple kids slides, which one of them still had a height limit, which I kind of think was a, not the best thing to have. It just happened to be that Andy was like a half an inch too short for the taller slide. But I mean, it wasn't the biggest deal. She just, she had enough fun on the but other there's, side. There's hotel pools with slides like this. I just don't understand why there was that one, but the splash area also has a pool, plenty of things. It's not heated. Yes, the kids' splash area is not heated. So, But my favorite feature was this for as being a parent. Yeah. Is there are two hot tubs in the kids' splash area. Which is unique. <laughs> so you could go and sit in the hot tubs and watch your kid play. Yeah. Like, you don't have to keep the best eye on them because there's lifeguards. Like, watch it. There's, like, three lifeguards in a little splash area. And not that anything is... To, to be fair... If your kid could walk, they could stand in anything. Yeah, to be fair, it was fairly safe for those of us who had smaller children because, frankly, there were only, like, 10 kids at any time hanging out in the splash zone. And, you know, it was pretty easy. Like, it wasn't a huge crowd, so it was pretty easy to keep an eye on your children um, just because, like, the volume of people was down. After that, uh, we took Andy back to the... The rooms were ready at 1, and we were... There pretty much promptly around one. Yeah. Uh, we took her back to change and went in to check into the kids' club, explore the ship a little bit. Laura yeah. went to the spa seminar at that point. Yep, I did do the spa seminar to get all of the introductory um, prices for the uh, special prices and the special packages and for the raffle. And then um, I think Andy probably took a nap as well, an early yeah, nap took, this day. We went back. The bags did not arrive till like right before dinner. Uh, so Laurel and Andy were out at that point. I just put them back and I had to run back to the room for something. Yeah. I put them on the bed and went to dinner. The bags were, got there a little later. Yeah. Um, during the time. And that was just random because 
other people had their bags earlier was just how ours arrived. Yeah, there's like a three hour period or so where the bags begin arriving at people's rooms. And then like, you know, if you're towards the latter end of that period and you're towards the latter end of that period. So another hint is anything you're going to need that first day, if you're going to want to change for dinner, right. if you're going like to want to go to toiletries, yeah. toiletries, medicines, electronics, keep them in your carry on. Because it can be a little bit... Um, different in trying to sort of estimate when your bag's going to arrive to the room. I, I think that can happen on Disney too. It's just, we've always gotten very lucky and yeah, had our bags very early. For sure. Um, we also explored the ship in terms of the different amenities, the different sports areas. We did check out the wave rider um, or the flow rider, which is where you can do the, the wave simulator. Uh, none of us ended up doing it. <laughs> um, definitely a little bit far out for us, but we did watch some of the other guests on the way on the floor rider having a good time. I played basketball with Andy for a minute. Yes, yes, we played in some of the sports center area, and then uh, we checked out. Oh, I also did sail away at one point. I went to up for sail away. You were That's in the roof right. with Andy. That's right. I went out uh, on this deck. You can walk right out on the point of the bow, like Titanic style. <laughs> and I went out to the, there's a helipad there. So I went up to the helipad to watch the sail away. Leaving New York is a gorgeous sail away. Uh, it, was a, it was a nice day. Uh, you, you could see Statue of Liberty. You could see. Uh, one Liberty Plaza or uh, one Freedom Plaza. You could see uh, the Brooklyn Bridge. You go under the Veranzano Bridge. You could see Empire State in the distance. You could see people trying to explain all these sites to people and being completely wrong about what borough they're looking at. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, it, it, the that particular port, totally easy to use. Would totally recommend doing an embarkation out of that location. Very close to uh, Newark Airport, like 25 minutes away if you need to do that. Mm -hmm. um, and then I, I would say for the rest of our embarkation day, you know, we went to have dinner. We were greeted by our um, our standard wait staff. They were amazing, by the oh, way. Oh, yeah, and Romar. Right? Yes. They were amazing. They were really, really great. Oh, they're just, just perfect, just perfect. And, and then... Our, uh, so, same thing, we met and talked to our... Oh, our room, uh, attendant, room attendant as well. Because uh, we had some particulars in the room. I think that was Amar. Yeah. Yeah, our room attendant was Amar, who was also amazing. Um, it was really lucky of us to have caught him um, during our midday in our room just because we kind of had to sort of figure out where Andy was going to sleep. So unlike Disney, where every cabin is designed for a family of four or more, not that's not so on Royal. Now, our room obviously was designed to sleep four, um, but we also had a, um, it's a, a window. It's two Pullman beds that come down from the ceiling, which they say don't sleep kids under six. So we're a little bit like, well, you put us in this, what are you going to do? But Andy was able to sleep on the couch. It was long enough. It was a small couch, just love seat style, but it was long enough for her to sleep comfortably on. And our room attendant basically made up a cute little bed for her every night on the couch. It was really, it was really sweet. Uh, the room's a little smaller than Disney, maybe like, I think 15, 20 square feet at most. And the difference so, in the bathroom. And that's the, and a lot of that is it's not a split bathroom. So you don't notice the size difference in the room. Bathroom is a, actually bigger than either of the Disney bathrooms because it's both of them combined, but smaller than the two of them together. Right. So uh, then it's considered acceptable then in your case that given that your your room attendant was actually prepping the couch in the evenings for Andy? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, and this was a problem. If, 
I might be careful about getting a guarantee room again with those bunks. But on some of the, this is once again, the newer ships and more like amplified and modified ships have a little bit of a different like thing. And I wouldn't even mind giving her the Pullman bed, except it was above our bed. And I know I'm going to hit my head or Laurel's going to well, hit her head waking up in the morning. Keep in mind, Andy's four and a half and, you know, she's still in the midst of like nighttime potty training. And one of the things that we were particularly concerned about was like, if she had to get up in the middle of the night to go potty, it was clearly not going to happen. You know, um, just trying to get down this, the ladder in the evening, I think, was, or, you know, at night, especially while we were sleeping, I could see that being a bit of a challenge for her. So like, so besides it being a safety thing, it also was more of like a convenience to make sure that Andy had like the, her access to amenities and was comfortable. Um, if we had two kids, then clearly like, you know, we had, would have had to adjust things. So, but so after dinner, we came, um, I think we brought Andy right to the club. That's when it opened at seven that night. Yep. So we we had gone to the room to unpack, brought her to the club. And then she only stayed about an hour that night while Laurel and I explored the ship and made Mm -hmm. sure we saw all the venues. Yeah. We checked out the venues and the bars. Yeah. And then they were both tired. So they went to bed fairly early. Yeah. And then I went out to see the welcome show, which had, uh, you know, the cruise director kind of came out. Mario. He was great. Mario was a good cruise director. Uh, And then they had the aerialists from the Cirque du Soleil show up in the air, the Cirque du Soleil style show, (laughs) like uh, called up in the air that they do. They came out, did a little routine, and then there was like a 15 minute set from the comedian who's going to do a full hour set later on the boat uh very i'd say this is the most stereotypical cruise ship thing it was very dated humor like he's been being a comedian for since like the 80s and 90s and you could tell by the style of his jokes they weren't bad but i think i knew all of these jokes from that era, from watching, growing up, watching stuff like Evening at the Improv and things like that. Oh. <laughs> so he was fine. Uh, and then I went to bed. Uh, next day was Day at Sea. Yep. So we're just going to kind of talk about how we spent our time on the boat. We're not going to break down day by day on these things because... There's a lot of repetition in terms of the things that we did. But look, I'll say a couple of things. So the nice thing about doing the spa seminar and uh, raffle the day before was that it gave me access to a lot of the information and insight that I was really looking for so I could decide what I wanted to do with my time for the spa. So uh, I went ahead and booked on that second day a um, consultation for acupuncture so I could do the consultation before choosing if I was going to do the acupuncture. And then it also gave me... uh, access to all the information with the different spa deals and packages that were available, especially the ones that are available on uh, port days, which are always at, not always, but most often at a discounted price or different kinds of manager specials. Um, the, the interesting thing about the spa on uh, Royal is that it's actually the same company that manages the spas on the Disney cruise line. So, you know, there is um, a lot that is very similar, but it also had a very, its own feel. Like they have their own branding for different uh, product lines that they offer. Um, and, and some of the things that they offer were unique from what I have seen offered in the spas available at um, Disney. So, you know, they definitely have different things. They're definitely unique. Um, so I was going, uh, so I did my spa information that morning and it was super helpful and useful. And then I was able to do all of my spa booking for 
our third day, which was our Boston port day, which we ended up staying on ship anyway, which worked out very nicely for me. Yeah. So in the mornings, uh, I took Andy the first couple of days to the main dining for breakfast and then took her pretty much straight to the kids club for the first session. Yeah. And then probably really early, like around 11 ish or maybe even, yeah, around 11 ish, we would have gotten her to take her to the pool because those first two days, the, th- the second day and the third day, I should say, were warm days. We had already anticipated that we were going to have warmer weather at the beginning of the trip and then cooler weather at the end of the trip. So a lot of people were clearly also anticipating. So there were a lot of people on the pool deck for those two days. Um, pretty smart of us because that was really you know the best time for her to get some splash time, to get some time just goofing around in the splash pools with all the kids. And we played mini golf with that. So Andy went to the kids club in the morning and did things like that. Uh, Laura was at the spa for the two morning, first two mornings. I started just doing trivia games. I'd carry around my Kindle and, and like between them, I'd find a place to sit, read my Kindle or walk around and look out at the ocean, things like that. Uh, yeah. Some of the things that I would do, especially because, you know, one of the interesting things about Royal and the kids clubs is that they do make you take your kids out for breaks. So, um, for instance, you know, after the breakfast section, there is a midday break. So they always have a midday break. Um, for this cruise, for this ship, it was um, 12 to 2. So we always had Andy with us from 12 to 2. And then for dinner break, it was a 5 to 7 break. So, we again, we always had her with us during those hours. Uh, oftentimes, she would just have lunch and then take a nap during that midday break just because she was just she was having way too much fun (laughs) clearly so she and she still naps so she napped a lot and then um usually if she was napping um ron often was sleepy as well (laughs) and he would stay with her for nap and i would go and do uh utilize the complimentary spa experiences on this particular ship only i think um they happen to have a complimentary um, complimentary sauna and steam room because it's actually a part of their gym as opposed to being part of the spa. So I would usually try to utilize that as much as I possibly could because, you know, complimentary. Um, and then I would catch up with her after she woke up from her nap. Oftentimes I would bring her to go use the um, the whirlpools. Uh, for the jacuzzi pools, just because by the latter end of the trip, we really, you know, couldn't use the pools as much because it was cooler, it was windier. So, yeah, the kids' area was not heated except for the hot tub. Yeah. The main pool area, one of the pools was heated, one of them wasn't, uh, and then there were hot tubs. So those were fine. We didn't really use the pool at the Slam, which I believe was heated. I did. Uh, myself when I went during Andy's um, naps and things. So, but, but again, you know, if I had Andy with me, we used one of the main pool hot tubs. Well, the hot tubs are here. I mean, did you go yes. to the main pool in the insularium? The pool pool in the solarium? I actually didn't use the main pool in either of them, frankly. I stepped in a few times and it was warm and comfortable, but I just, you know, didn't, I didn't really feel like waiting around in the pool. I, I'm actually just really wanted to use the hot tubs, frankly. So I use the hot tubs a lot. Um, and so that's – I'd spend most of my time on the ship playing trivia, reading a book, hanging out, going to the coffee shop, going to a bar, 
or playing some of uh, playing or watching oh, like would, game shows. The game yeah, shows they would run throughout the day, and that was most of my time on the boat, uh, like on the ship. And then in the evenings, I'd either I'd either go to the bars or the shows. Yeah, and sometimes and a lot of times we were together. You know, either Ron and me together. There were times when I had Andy with just me. Um, especially cause we kind of got into certain routines. Um, so like for day, like after we were past day three, every morning, Andy and I would get up in the morning first thing. Um, and you know, after coffee basically, <laughs> uh, but she and I would go to get, uh, access to the jacuzzi. And so this was oftentimes very early, like around 8 AM. And we were probably the only people on the pool deck. Uh, it was us and like three lifeguards. <laughs> and um, so we always had a good time with the lifeguards just chatting away. And so they, they got to know us pretty well. So like by the end of the trip, like every one of them, if they were off duty, they'd see Andy and be like, you know, high fives and all that kind of stuff. Um, every night there was entertainment. Yep. Every night there was so entertainment. So there was a welcome show. There were three nights of singers or something. There was the impressionist singer then there yep. were the tenors yep. i went to the impressionist singer one night when when ron went with andy to go to bed early the comedian had a night he was the headline show yep ron, there was ron another see that one. set of aerialists that traveled between different ships that was on there yep we brought andy to see the cirque de soleil style aerialist uh and Up acrobatics air, which show. is one of these standard yep. shows on this ship yep andy loved it she he, that was her first experience with watching a circus style show, and she she just loved it. She was on the edge of her seat the whole time. The other ones, we, uh, the other main shows that are always on the ship are Encore, which is a very interestingly formatted ice show. Yes, they, they open. It's, prof- it's very professional. They're supposed to be. They're showing you theater around the world, and it opens with like an Andrew Lloyd Webber montage. There's cat stuff. It opens with Masquerade from Phantom. It was is super the opening fun. number. Andy loved it. She uh, she got a high five from one of the um, one of the uh, ice skaters at the end of the show, like because they were like going out, like because we were sitting in the front one of the front row sides. So yeah, yeah they do a Russian it. ballet style thing. Then they do something that's Kabuki inspired, which I that was kind of I think the low part of it. It felt a little weird. Well, it definitely and it's kind of slowed the show down. And then there was the like rock and roll LA section when they got to LA and then they had the Vegas. Yeah. The Vegas and Elvis and like rat packy kind of feel yeah. to it. It, it was a, it, it was a unique show, but I will say like we were, you know, enjoying it the whole time. For the these, most these were world-class skaters. Like a lot of them were like Olympians from other countries or things like that. They are ice capades level skaters on this. This isn't, like B list. These are yeah. This wasn't amateur. These are top top level skaters. And the same thing with the performers. Yeah, every performer we saw was excellent. Um, it was just phenomenal. The level of professionalism was just amazing. Well, above and beyond, I guess what I was. I wasn't sure what to expect to be honest going into because this was our first time. And One of the things I really loved about the entertainment. You know, and again, every line kind of has their own thing when it comes to what they choose to do for evening entertainment like this. But the variety of what Royal offered on a nine day. I mean, we got two different kinds of circus related acrobatics. Um, There was like a traditional Cirque du Soleil style. And then there was a um, pure, the married couple who does a pure aerialism uh, based acrobatic show. 
Um, it's just kind of their own style is what they've honed in a on. A juggler musician. They get the juggler magician. musician. They also had a country like folk group that came and did uh, one, uh, a show one night as a headliner. And then there was the musical, the music, or I should say the musician impressionist is the best way to say it. The comedian. Um, he was great. Uh there's the main headline show, which was Saturday Night Fever, the music. Oh, that's right. Their Broadway style show, which was amazing. Yeah. And like, it's a little, it's a 90 minute condensed version of a real Broadway show. It's right. It's a one act, but it, it was good. The, I mean, the, the props and the sets were amazing. The singers were above par. I mean, above par. And there was so much dancing. This show yeah. was chock full of dancing. It was like every few minutes they were dancing again. Well, you know, with Saturday Night Fever, I guess that you know it's the theme. <laughs> yeah, so everything there was the entertainment was great, and then there was we saw there was a Latin trio, mm-hmm. a kind of just generic band that played like there were a couple of different bands that played throughout the evening as well at different bars or different venues. We saw the classical guitarist a couple of times. We saw there was the, also a pub guitarist. Yeah, I saw him, and they do like forty five minutes. So it's like forty five on half oh, and, off, and there was a piano uh, player as well in one of the bars. Yeah, the piano player, he like he was a good player, but the way the way they had him doing his sets. I every it was basically like what if Billy Joel covered this song? Yeah, was kind of the way it sounded. <laughs> and hearing what and it was something no one has ever asked ever is what if Billy Joe Joel? Uh, what if Billy Joel covered Oasis's Wonderwall? <laughs> like it just yeah you don't need, that was not an answer I needed. Um, <laughs> One of the other things as well was the variety of music playing in the background at Royal. I was super impressed with. You know, you kind of, again, you just don't really know what you're going to walk into when you don't know, right? You don't know until you know. And, um, I mean, they played music from all eras on the main, you know, music playing in the background of the ship. Because there's always music playing somewhere, right? They played music from all genres. They played music from that was appealing to all age groups. I mean, like, except for small children, I'll say. But, you know, like they obviously weren't playing, you know. Stuff for that. Uh, and then there were late night parties on the promenade. So the promenade is this big mall and re- it's shops and restaurants. It runs from the front elevators to the aft elevators, straight down like the middle third of the middle half of the ship, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's where you're going to find Sorrento's Pizza and you're going to find the Cafe Promenade and all the other little shops there. The ice, like, you know, Ben and Jerry's ice cream cupcakes. So there's food and restaurants. And then and they would have entertainment there. They would have DJs spinning. The 80s party was there. The 70s party was, was there. I saw the 80s party. They came down from lifts on the ceiling into the room and they played yeah. all kinds of, they went to like hair metal. They went to Michael Jackson yeah. pop. They went to Madonna. They went to Whitney Houston. It was a great, great show. And But given the age of the people on the ship, I'm looking around I'm like, Half of these people were taking these records away from their kids when this was new music, but now they're out there dancing to it. They were great. I mean, like everyone was hip. The entertainment staff and the activity staff were amazing. Uh, there was Fabi from Brazil whipping her hair around at every. Oh, yeah, she was great. Her, and husband, her husband was another member of the, of the entertainment staff. Yeah. Uh, there was a British guy. Uh, and He was adorable. Yeah. <laughs> 
uh, he was trying to give us hints in some of the trivia, and he got them. The hints every, were just wrong. We just everyone learned you couldn't trust anything this guy said, basically. Because <laughs> he, he's like, I haven't, I haven't hosted this trivia before, so I'm just giving hints from what I'm guessing. Like, it was a name that superhero from like a close up picture, and he's like, Oh, this one's that Australian actor. That's your hint. And then the next one, it's obviously a picture of Wolverine. He's like, Okay, so we're gonna go back to the other one. It's not the Australian <laughs> actor. <laughs> And it was like a so close up like, of Batman's utility belt. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, there were a few other um people that were a part of the entertainment staff as well. Uh one of them we ran into was one of like the managers. Um, she didn't actually do any of the shows or anything. She basically just sort of managed the staff, like with with Mario. We ran into her while we were waiting in line for our tender boat. our tender boat for our um bar harbor we'll get day. to that in a minute but. yeah but yeah so like she was amazing so like every single person on on the entertainment staff was and the kids wonderful. club staff were fantastic they were they we'll talk they, about the kids club in more depth yeah. in a little bit too um one of the cool things that they did is since a lot of them are not american or british like they they don't have names that a lot of these kids are going to be familiar with a lot of them if they had harder to pronounce names went by a nickname there was cheese and lego and princess yeah yeah and 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 do you want to talk about the kids clubs now or or i guess we're kind of we kind of talked about the entertainment rachel did you have any questions about the entertainment no the entertainment you've pretty much gone through a lot of it and i thought i think it sounds really fantastic i mean one of the reasons why i think a lot of people like going on royal caribbean versus doing something like like disney cruise is that if you're not necessarily uh, interested in Disney specific, but you want quality, you're still going to get really great, great quality entertainment on Royal Caribbean, especially because they really do such a variety of like Broadway style shows, Cirque style shows, ice skating. I mean, I'm, I'm just, I'm amazed at the number of things that they provide and every, every cruise ship offers different, different opportunities. So and you're going to get something different every time. Now. Yeah, but like the Aqua Theater and stuff. Like, I would love to see one of those Aqua Theater Oh yeah, theaters. yeah. Um, well, and, and one of the things too is like the different trivia's. So like, you know, when you're on Disney, uh, it's not mostly all. Disney yeah, trivia. not yeah, not all the trivia is Disney at Disney, but most of it is. Um, but what's interesting here at Royal is they kind of go all over the place. Like we had a Harry Potter trivia. We had two different superhero. DC Marvel superhero ones. We had a star Wars. We had multiple Disney trivia. And then there's a morning and afternoon trivia, which are the general knowledge yeah. every day, including when they're in port. So there were eight of these morning and afternoon, which are your general, like yeah, there were name that tune from every decade, every genre. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, I was embarrassed by how bad I did at the nineties name that tune. Yeah. There it, was a logos one as well. Like, like guess the logos. And I mean, there were with the variety of different things available. And the game shows, they have the match or mate, which, or the name or the, uh, I forget what they call it. It's the newlywed game style show. There was they had like a family feud style show. Like they had they had some of the regular standards. And then they had things people we were all walking and we were like, none of us know what to expect. No, no we don't know what this is. You know, so like and we did an escape room puzzle game. Oh yeah, thing. that was that was phenomenally crazy. <laughs> they give you a packet of all these clues you have to solve. You have to kind of solve them in the it, right it order was to like, get through. It was like if you were to try to solve the game clue, but on steroids. <laughs> <laughs> and we, we we were in a team with about four other, three or four other couples, and 
That was challenging. We just like they don't give you like what these clues are, and you just have to kind of you're like building on you're building and building and building on the clues. Um, so there's that variety of that. Hi, everybody. This episode ran very long, so we're going to cut it here for the week and continue our trip report with a part two next week. So if you're interested in Royal Caribbean or any Disney vacations, please contact our travel agent sponsor, TTA Vacations, at gmail.com to contact the Tomorrowland Travel Authority, where one of your hosts of the show will be your agent. On behalf of my co-hosts, Laurel and Rachel... This is Ron saying thank you guys for listening to Mouse Books and have a good night.